Hello, folks. Sorry for the delay there. There was something wrong on my computer's end, but we are live. Problems are resolved. The sports cave is here, and now we have even less time due to the fact that Zach has another goddamn meeting. Yeah, so uh, you guys got me for, uh, you know, about an hour and 15 or so. so. To salute you, the greatest oh, my. In the world. Bobby Clark Jr. Thanks, Mr. Zach. Bob, always a pleasure. How are we doing? How are we doing, Bob? Appreciate it. Um, Man, that was that was stressful for a little bit, Zach. I didn't know if we were going to be able to do a show today, but we couldn't let our good fans so, down. Now, imagine me by myself trying to do the show first time ever, and that happened to me for like 10 minutes straight. Yeah, but, but I was just, live the entire time. It just wasn't popping up on my fucking Twitch. You're just stupid, though. You just did the exact same thing, and you do no, this every single time we do it. There's a big difference what happened with me to what happened with you. So I have the Twitch account automatically set up onto OBS. And the countdown was going, but at some point after I came back with my beer, which, by the way, folks, it's Thirsty Thursday. Cheers. Yeah, that fucking mine's, mine's a few um, arm reaches away. <clears throat> it's just that that's when you heard me. I was like, when did we stop going live? And then we had to do everything. I restarted the computer after trying a couple different things. And uh, we'll see what happens. Dad's right for Dallas and Seattle. I'm not surprised. Bob, it's going to be a good game tonight, Bob. Maybe we'll see another uh, another great performance from Mr. Dak Prescott. All right. Um. Well, Zach, we should, like you said, we got we got very limited time here, eh? Yeah, you might. There's a good chance Robbie might be finishing off a little bit of this episode by himself, but we're going to do our best to purr through this, guys, because I'm not going to lie to you. We have a full plate here, folks. Um, those of you that are fans of the show and watch this religiously, i.e. Bob, you know what Thursdays are for, baby. It's NFL pick day. And I don't know about you, Robbie. But as I was telling you earlier, I have a very good feeling that I don't think we're going to have any picks that coincide with each other. Well, we'll see. But you said it's NFL pick day, so I got to hit this. Yeah! That's right. We got sound effects now, baby. Well, Mr. Robert, like you said, time is... Uh, time is of the today, essence so right now. Why don't I just get right into uh, my pick for Thursday Night Football, Bob? You listen closely and you listen good because your Dallas Cowboys are going to buttfuck the Seattle Seahawks tonight, I think. You think, I think it's this will be, be that uh, bad? No, it will be that bad. They'll, they'll, they are going to Buttfuck was a, the wrong term to use, but uh, really? I think this is going to be that first kind of win against a semi-decent team that the Cowboys need. Maybe give them a little bit of confidence because we can all agree they are destroying the shit teams, but they're having a tough time against the good teams, so... This will be, uh, I don't even want to call it a true test because it is a game they should win, but it's a, it'll be a good win for them to get leading on to the next few weeks when their schedule does, in fact, get quite tough. Yes, as does like the Bills' schedule as well. Yeah. Well, the game isn't jerry-rolled. Uh, Dallas are nine-and-a-half-point favorites, which I don't know if I would have the balls to put plus nine-and-a-half on Seattle, but I don't think Seattle's nine-and-a-half points bad against the Cowboys. Where, where is this game? In Dallas, but I don't care if it's in Dallas. I don't think that the Seahawks are going to like get killed by nine and a half points. That's that's the thing with the Seahawks, though. Is like I feel like I don't understand this team. Yeah, but here here's what I'm looking at. You got the former defensive coordinator Dan Quinn with the Seattle Seahawks with the Legion of Boom, and then you have the guy Pete Carroll. Um, I don't know what past matchups have looked like when he was with the Falcons, because I'm pretty sure they have faced off before, but. I don't know if Dan Quinn is prepared for Geno Smith because I'm sure most of his game plans were always Russell Wilson. 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, nine and a half points. Well, he's had two years now to, to look at him. I mean, it's. I'll tell you what I would do. I would do an alternate spread of 14 and a half because then it's only like a minus probably two, maybe not, probably not a three, probably a, the low two, mid 200s, minus, you know, 200s for Seattle. But I'll uh, be on if, if I were to take anything on that nine and a half spread, I think I'd probably lean more towards Seattle on the plus. Agreed. Agreed. However, I, I still have here on my picks the Cowboys being the Seahawks, but looking at the spreads here and seeing minus nine and a half, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, well, you know what? I got us. There is one guy that I think we have to give a little bit of credit to because we did talk a lot of shit about this guy last year and the start of the season. Dak Prescott, he made those comments before the season started that he wasn't going to have 10 interceptions, and we laughed at him, Robbie. And uh, now he's in the contention for MVP. So, but is he, kudos like, to you, Dak. Have you seen, like, someone had Trent Williams in their MVP? I was like, what? Dude. I saw this list today of the guy naming his top five quarterbacks, and I think he had fucking C.J. Stroud at like four or three. Well, you basically have been saying that he's been a top five quarterback. Yeah, I know, but I I like to ruffle some feathers, you know? I think, but do I think you really mean it, or are you just doing it for ruffling feathers? Anyway, he's not a top five quarterback yet. He has to prove a little bit more, but if he keeps going in this trajectory, I think you give him two, three years, he could be top three. I think it's safe to say that the Stroud that C.J. Uh, Stroud had his rookie year was the same one Deshaun had. Yeah. Remember, let's not forget, man. the first, like, two games, Deshaun was terrible. And then that game in Seattle, he stood out. Yep, yep. But uh, me and Robbie, we both have the Cowboys over the Seahawks in this one. Let's move on to Sunday football. First game on the list here. Denver Broncos against the Tennessee Titans. I believe it is in Tennessee. Um, I'm going to be quick with this one, Robbie. I'm going to go with the Broncos here. They are riding hot. One of the hottest teams in the league right now. Russell Wilson's looking fantastic. Uh, I, I got to go with the Broncos. Well, I'll tell you what, Zachary, since the Broncos gave up 70 points in the one game to the Miami Dolphins, that was week two, week three, week three. Yeah, that was week three. Um, since then, they've given up only 80 points, 80 Jesus points Christ. since then. So we're talking week three. We're now in week 13. Teams are averaging eight points per week, essentially. That is a fucking surd. Sean Payton yeah. really turned around really quick. Um, I think what, 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 like what I said, off the bye, uh, they're, they're two-game winners, I believe, two or three-game winners since they had their bye week. They are in Houston for this game. Both teams are sitting at 6-5. and five. In Tennessee. Oh, why am I work? Am I a week ahead? No, Zachary. The Denver oh, Broncos what? are facing the Houston Texans. The uh, what the hell did the I do here? Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, no, you're so right. I'm a retard. I literally have Broncos over Texans on my list here. Well, Oopsies. Zachary. Um, I, I'm, it's a tough one, though, because, I mean, as we were just talking about CJ, the guy's playing fucking unreal this year, but I just think with how hot D- Denver's been, it's a tough team to pick against right now. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You were waiting for that one. I could just see the look in your eyes. The <laughs> you deserve that. You do deserve that. That yeah. Okay. So back to what I was saying. The game is in Houston, mm-hmm. folks. Give Zach a break. He's got a big, big meeting. He's got to. He's got to attend. His palms are sweating. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. All right, Marshall Mathers. Got the skin in Fortnite. Um, in Houston, Broncos Texans looks like. Tank Dell's going to be up for a second straight game. 
as good as that defense has been, this is actually a tough game to decide. Had you had yeah, it is week a tough 13 one. in August would be a tough game to choose, I'd laugh in your face. You're going with the Denver Broncos? I'm going to go with my father here. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. All right. All right. Honestly, not a bad pick. I think that one could be a coin flipper there. It could. Um, next game on the list, Robbie. I know what team I'm going to be picking this one. It is the Chargers against the New England Patriots. Uh, after what happened to me last week, picking the Patriots to beat the Giants, um, I've learned a lesson. I'm still convinced that that kicker was slipped like a fucking 20 to miss that kick so they'd have a better draft pick. But you know what? That's all That's all hearsay. Um, but I will be going with Justin Herbert and the horrifically coached Chargers to take down the Patriots in this one. Um, from what I was while you're doing today, your pick, Robbie, I'm gonna, my beer is literally two seconds away from me. I got to grab it real quick. Is he meeting with the guy who gives massages to Sean Watson? I'll reread that once he gets back. That's a good question, Dad. We'll find out. Um, the Patriots. Um, Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham take a majority of the snaps. And I'm honestly, I'm leaning towards let's see what, what Malik Cunningham has. Uh, we see what Zappi has. Nothing good. Mac Jones, nothing good. Let's see what this Cunningham uh, kid has. Zach, Dad would like to know. I, uh, I saw his damn message. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Um, yeah. You, you got to go with the Chargers here. I know how bad Brandy Staley is, but you have to go to, uh, you have to pick the Chargers against the New England Patriots. Yeah, well, Jabril Pepper said it best, Robbie. You lucky we ass. Yeah, no, the Patriots and are very that very they are unfortunately this year. Moving along to the next game, um, I guess the way the Lions have been playing the last few weeks, this one could be a, a bit of a tougher decision to make. But it's the Detroit Lions against the New Orleans Saints. I got to go with the Lions in this one. They they need some sort of a bounce back game, but we can definitely all agree Jared Goff has looked like shit last couple weeks. I mean, their defense has been a problem pretty much for the second half of the season. So, um, but against the Saints offense, is uh, is Carr playing or is it fucking going to be uh, Mister Jameis? Um, from what I've seen, I believe Derek Carr is going to play. Okay, so I, it doesn't change my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lions over this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go as well. They're gonna they're gonna bounce back. I mean, let's not forget they came really close to losing against Chicago and they had a great comeback. Green Bay's a better team than Chicago, so they were able to hold them off. Um they're gonna come out with the vengeance and the spread here is Lions minus four and a half. This is my mortal lock of the week. I'm going with the Lions minus four and a half. Yeah, I I think that spread could even double. I think they're gonna kill the Saints, to be honest with you. I think so too. I think the Saints are on the way down. I think it's time to get rid of their head coach, I believe, is Dennis Allen. He's done a terrible job filling in for Sean Payton. The Saints team is very well constructed with uh, Chris Olave, Derek Carr. Derek Carr shouldn't be this bad. Derek so Carr should it. not be this fucking bad, dude. No. Like, I, I, hear, I hear the narrative that Derek Carr's done. He's washed. He's over it. I'm telling you something right now, folks. It was only two or three seasons ago that he – it was Drew Brees' last year. It was the COVID year. He led the league in completion percentage behind Drew Brees when Drew, uh, Drew Brees played in less games because of the shoulder injury. Derek yeah, I think Carr it was two three years ago, too. He was basically a, a, a shoe-in to win MVP until he fucking broke his back. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I remember that. Um, I think Derek Carr is a gr- I would take Derek Carr in a heartbeat. My dad uh, talked to uh, one of the guys from the local news stations here, and he asked me. He didn't put on the fucking B-roll, but he said, who would you want to fill in for Tom Brady now that he's going to leave? My answer was Derek Carr, and it would still be to this day. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. But um, I think Dennis Allen, I think no one buys into Dennis Allen, and I think the Saints got to figure out their head coaching situation because this team constructed on paper 
should be win the NFC South by far. Yeah, well, maybe they should hire a coach that doesn't have two first names because Sean Payton, Dennis Allen, maybe get a guy with a legitimate last name here in New Orleans. Come on, boys and What girls. about Taquarius Jackson? If there's a coach out there with that name, that sounds more like a player name, to be honest with you. Taquarius Jackson-Clark. Moving on here. Moving on. The uh, next game on our Sunday slate, the new look, new offense, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Arizona Cardinals. Was last week a fluke? This will be the week to find out. Great question, because um, did you know since the first time before Matt Canna became offensive coordinator, the Steelers' offense had over 400 total yards? Yeah, the first time in like three seasons. Yeah. The first game he got fired to, that's hilarious. Yep. Um, I, won't, I won't lie, as a division rival of mine, I mean, Kenny Pickett, it's, it's only one game, but he did look so much better without having Matt Canada handcuffing him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers in this one. I know Kyler Murray's back. I feel like the Cardinals are in a position right now where they don't really want to win games, whereas the Steelers are, they're going to be laying on the to. line. They're going to be fighting right. for their uh, playoff spots. And uh, in other news for this game, we do have some news coming out of Arizona. Zach Ertz officially bought out by the Arizona Cardinals. He will become a free agent to join a contender. Uh, I don't think it'll be too long for him to get picked up. I mean, I'm sure there's already people calling his phone. I know he's a little bit older, but the guy's Super Bowl champion. He's still got some game in him, so. Well, one of the one of the peop- one of the teams interested in him are his former team. The Philadelphia Eagles are interested in the reunion, rightfully so. They might um, as well. Goddard being injured. Yep. They um, J.J. Watt was the one who broke the news. Um, basically, like, Shefty, this is what it's like. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. The Cardinals, like, you, everything that you point out is the reason as to why um, yeah. Steelers win this game. And Steelers are going to go to 8-4. Goddamn, who, who would have guessed that? There's, uh, a co- there's a coworker of mine who said they're going to win 11 or 12 games this year. But if you really – let's go through the fucking Steelers' schedule. I'm dude, telling you right if, now, if they you have look the at, easiest schedule. They have the Robbie, easiest they, schedule. Their, their second half of the season, they basically are playing me and you at quarterback for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So they, they have the 49ers. They okay. lost. They had the Browns. They beat the Browns. Deshaun Watson was terrible that game. Yep. They beat the Raiders with, Jim, with Jimmy G. They got killed against the Texans. They survived against the Ravens. They beat the Rams without Matthew Stafford, I'm almost certain. They lost to the Jaguars. They beat the Titans. They beat the Packers. They beat. They lost to the Browns. They beat the Bengals. But, like, I think... Was, and then look at the... Read out the remaining schedule. How easy is that? Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. The only starting quarterback they have to play... I mean, assuming Lamar Jackson's probably not going to play in Week 18. He'll probably be resting that game. So their only starting quarterback they have lined up to play is Geno Smith. I mean, they very well should make the playoffs. This team very should win well. 11 to 12 games. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. Even the, the the week two when they beat the Browns, I think their offense had a total of like 80-something yards. I'll tell you right now. Team stats. Uh, total yards. The Cleveland Browns had 408 total yards. The Pittsburgh Steelers had 255. Okay. The Cleveland Browns had 198 rushing while the Steelers had 55. They had 210 passing to Pittsburgh's 200 when Kenny Pickett was 50% completion percentage, 15 of 30. Yeah, so, I mean, defense won that game for him. But, I mean, hey, if this team can find a way to come together, they have the defense to maybe go on a little bit of a run. It's the offense is the question right now. They definitely so. do. Well, yeah, if they can figure it out. I mean, Pat Frymuth had some action. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, excuse me. I'll tell you two things. That burp. 
and Deontay Johnson, George Pickens need to grow the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, the, that Deontay Johnson clip where the ball gets fumbled, that is one of the worst clips I've ever seen in my entire life. That guy should not have played another snap for the rest of that fucking game. This was basically Deontay Johnson and George Pickens to Kenny Pickett the last couple weeks. Fuck your life! Bing bong! Well, maybe they're going to grow with their boy here and get some more W's. We both got the Steelers over the cards. Mm-hmm. Next game on the list, which should be a howitzer, said no one ever. The Atlanta Falcons against the new look New York Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has begun practicing three months after tearing his Achilles. So, I mean, you know, I don't want to say this would be funny, but you know, it would be fucking so just New York Jets. If they let Aaron Rodgers come in and play this a few games a season when they're not in a playoff spot and he fucking blows his Achilles up again. Well, let's ask Dad this because the year that the Cowboys ended up with the top five pick when Tony Romo was dealing with his uh, collarbone injuries, Tony Romo rushed back on Thanksgiving Day and a couple plays into the game, it re-popped, and he was out. Yeah. And ultimately it led up and- to Dak Prescott. They're lucky they found him in the third round. But this is what I said, Zach. I'll use the narrative again. What's happening to the Jets now is the same thing that was allowed in Brooklyn. I get it. When you get someone like Aaron Rodgers, it is incredible. Yeah, you take that chance. But I'm going to give you the examples of what happened with uh, the Jets and what happened with the Nets. Aaron Rodgers comes in. He wants everything his way. He gets Alan Lazard. He gets Randall Cobb. And he gets Nathaniel Hackett. Kevin Durant and Kyrie go join the Brooklyn Nets. They bring in James Harden, trade away all the young guys. They bring in Steve Nash. What, what's the common denominator there? James Harden is a cancer. Alan Lazar is making $11 million, and he sucks, and he was never that good anyways. Randall Cobb doesn't play, just like Kyrie Irving. Steve Nash yep. and Nathaniel Hackett. We never got a glimpse of Steve Nash, unfortunately, as a head coach in the beginning, but we got a glance of Nathaniel Hackett post-Aaron Rodgers, and Sean and Payne has turned pretty. around Russell Wilson's career. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm going to say. Super hot take. Maybe. I don't know. I said to myself, if Zach Wilson was the starting quarterback of this game, I would pick the New York Jets. Absolutely. Say what you that want about Zach Wilson. Say what you want about Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle has sucked at football since he came out of the womb. I, know, th- I feel like they're doing this on purpose now. Yeah, to, they are. They- they're sticking it to Jets fans. They are sticking it to the Jets fans 100%. They're basically saying, all right, you want us to not play Zach? Then we're not going to play Zach. And, and they should go. Who's the backup? The was it Simeon? Who Trevor else they Sim- have on that team? If they played Trevor Simeon, I still might have picked the fucking Jets in this game. The Jets have a championship caliber defense. Let's not get it confused. Trevor Simeon great has offense, some sort too. of success. They, what great offense? They only have eight total touchdowns this year. Uh, well, because they have no quarterback. If you have a guy, Aaron, but they if don't Aaron have coaching neither. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But they have Brees Hall, legitimate running back. Like you said, Rand, I mean, Randall Cobb hasn't done fuck all this year. Now there's Lazard, but on paper, those are two decent names right there. Under Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb in Dallas sucked. Randall Cobb in Houston sucked. Well, I guess... Uh, Let me say this. Let me say this. Text here. What the hell was Robert Salah should not be fired. If Joe Douglas was the one who basically gave Aaron Rodgers the keys to the franchise instead of Woody Johnson, the owner, Joe Douglas being the general manager, Joe Douglas deserves to get fired if he gave Aaron Rodgers the keys. You and don't. The sounds let, of it. You don't let a player run your franchise because you know what, folks. LeBron tried running it in Cleveland. It didn't work. He was running it in L.A. It worked because of COVID. 
if the if the season continued at the pace it was at, we're probably talking the Clippers winning the NBA Finals that year. They were the hottest team in basketball, and every time they faced the Lakers, they were whooping their ass. Every time. But again, it's all what-ifs. Who knows? But let's not forget, LeBron goes to the Lakers. I'm going to make this young core great. He trades all of them, every single one of them. Brandon yeah. Ingram, gone. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, gone. Uh, uh, but it, th- that's a rare case, though, where it did work. I know it was a COVID season, but it did work. But how did it work after that? Get rid of Kuzma Exa- and all these other assets to bring in Russell Westbrook, yeah, which I called from the start to be disastrous, and I was correct. I'm not saying I agree with what they did, but I, I will have to say at the, at the end of the, they got the result they wanted. Or or when or when Kyrie left Cleveland, they brought in. Let's go through the names: Dwayne Wade, Jay Crowder, Derek Rose, Isaiah Thomas, Darren Williams. Do you remember that? Do you remember all yeah, the motherfuckers yeah. they brought in? You know, so this whole GM thing narrative doesn't work. And last thing I'm going to say. I'm getting really sick of seeing all these Twitter posts and Instagram posts of the Jets are interested in Devontae Adams going into next season. Let me tell you something, Zach. Get unfocused because that's a $30 million contract, $30 million contract, number one, you got to bring in. Number two, yeah. receiving isn't a part of the problem. The offensive line is fucking terrible. You want to bring in old friend of Aaron Rodgers? I don't care how injury prone he's been in his career. Bring he's out on the field. He's one of the best. Bring in David Bakhtiari. 100%. You should be going your whole fucking draft. You're all set on defense. You're all set running backs and receivers. Every pick from the first to the seventh round, which, by the way, they do have their first round pick. Ryan educated me. Aaron Rodgers yeah. had to play 60% of the snaps yeah. for the Packers to get the first round pick. So they have the first round pick. The one, three, four, five, six, and seven should be offensive linemen. Yes. Just do it. Do it. I mean, you got their first round pick has to be at least a top 10 pick, right? There's got to be. There's got to be something they could pick up for a, a high-end lineman in that first round. I'd have to think anyways. There could be. There could be. But, but Robbie, who do you, uh, what's your pick in this game? If, I guess you're going to go with the Falcons because Tim Boyle's starting? Correct. You know, I want to say the Jets for our buddy Steve, but I learned my lesson last week by picking my Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. So I'm going to make the smart decision here and take the Atlanta Falcons. A few more games here to go over. Oh, Jesus Christ, we actually have a... Yeah, damn right. We got a few games to go over here. Uh, Colts and the Tennessee Titans. This is the Tennessee game. Um, I think we can describe the Tennessee Titans this year as a just a bag of dog shit. I mean, I'm not a good team. Derrick Henry has taken multiple steps back. Uh, who the fuck? Will Levis is that the quarterback they got going on? Yeah. There? I mean, he shined in his first start or first appearance, I should say, and has yeah. just not done anything since. So. I'm going to take the Gardner Minshew backed Indianapolis Colts in this one. No Jonathan Taylor, though. I know. That's what I was just about to bring up. So this is where I want to go away from that. However, Zach Moss, in his absence, has been incredible, and I think he'll pick off where he left off. So I'm going to go with the Colts as well. Bam, bam. This next game, Robbie, I don't think we have any debate for this next one here. It is the Miami Dolphins against what looked like a good team at the start of the season but has really fallen off, Washington Commanders. Who just fired their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, um, since the last time we were on. So uh, Ron Rivera is going to make the the calls. The commander sit at four and eight, and it's not looking good. It's looking like it's going to get worse. And you and I both got if, Miami here. If Ron Rivera is making the calls, I would take the Dolphins on whatever spread they have, even if it's twenty one and a half. Christ sakes, yeah, I would take it. I would take it. Next game on the list here, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the mighty Carolina Panthers. Ah. Uh, 
I could. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I gonna could be actually kind of see I'm gonna Carolina winning this game. Hold on, hold on. What's the fat fucking old man loser's name? The owner of which team? The Panthers. Oh God, I would not know. I p- please blabber because I need to find the video. Robbie is now looking for a rich billionaire no, that no, no, probably no, just give your insight into the game. Just give your insight of the game. Uh, well, I think uh, I, I got the Bucks winning this one. I mean, it's it's very tough to choose the Panthers to win a football game, but I, I I just have this little gut feeling that they they could they could get it done. But if we're looking now, the last I think month, statistically, fantasy wise, the best running back in the league has been Rashad White. Statistically, yeah. So. He's been a dog last couple weeks, so let's we'll see if he can continue that performance. I think he will against a pretty awful Carolina defense, so I'm going to ride with the Bucks. Okay, I'm going through Twitter right now so I can load up the video. Um, um, you got the Bucks in this one, I'm assuming? One second, one second, one second. You ready, Zach? I got to play the video. It's a yeah, Bob said long. Dave Tepper. It's a, it's a minute and 38 long. You ready? Shaw. Sure. Dave um, Tepper, more no, like Dave Heffer. And we talked about it. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and, and uh, we thought we'd get CJ because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in answer to your questions, it's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. And again, even though if there was a process with five people in the room, and, for, and the way the votes came in, it was Frank was the first choice. I always could veto that choice. And even if it was Bryce and the votes came in unanimously in this particular case, I could have vetoed that choice. In both cases, I supported both choices. Okay? I'm just going to say that I supported both choices. I supported the coaches. I supported the scouts. Liar. Their unanimous opinion. Um, and I supported uh, Frank Wright. So, Liar. Um, whatever's good, bad, or indifferent is ultimately because the buck stops here and I take full responsibility for everything. No shit. But that's the way the process runs. And just one last thing, and then we're going to go here. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment, we are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, you know, some of them you could ask. Okay. Um, this is a stressed and I think out man the, here. Um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. What a fucking liar, Zach. He's, he's lying my, through his fucking teeth. My favorite line in that, uh, in that little ensemble he just did there was how he said they were, they supported Frank Reich. I'm like, I don't know if supporting is a, that's if you supported him, you would, you would have went with him and Josh McCown saying that they wanted CJ Stroud. If you supported him, you're a fucking liar. You clearly had yeah. the power to veto the pick. He said, I would have been okay with both picks. They wanted C.J. Stroud. And that's yeah. where I stepped in Monday, Zach, and I said, you know, these guys who don't get involved with the everyday process on the field and aren't drawing up the X's and O's shouldn't be making the final decision. If you're bringing in this guy because you think he can turn quarterback talent into an elite, you know, quarterback, then you then you would have went with C.J. Stroud because that's what Frank Reich and Josh McCown wanted. You didn't go that way. You're one in you're one in ten on the year, and I don't think Bryce Young is fucked. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, Zach. I think he's a part of arguably the worst ran franchise yeah. in NFL history. And the only reason they made it to the Super Bowl is because Cam Newton and that elite defense. Outside of that, the Panthers have always been 
a joke of an organization, and it starts with that fat old bastard. Sell the team. I mean, That's I don't think he was really that fat, pathetic. but uh, I do I do agree with what Bob said. He could probably use one of those toupees because that is not the most attractive hairstyle right there. But uh, I'll tell you right now that Frank Reich is probably saying this to David Tepper after he said, oh, I always had his back. Fuck your life. Bing bong. Or he might be telling him, you calling me a liar? I ain't calling you a truther. Well, I mean, I'm still over here waiting to hear uh, who you got in this game, Robbie. I'm assuming the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <sighs> Fuck it. I'm going with the Panthers. Bryce Young, prove that owner wrong. This is the last time I'll ever pick the, the Panthers probably in the next year, two years. Bryce Young, prove David Tepper wrong. On the line for this one, I I, I got a good feeling about it, Robbie. I, I'm choosing the Bucs, but I could see the Panthers taking this one here. Uh, we got... Four more games, or three more games, rather. No, four more games to uh, go over here. Next one on the list is the Los Angeles Rams against the what looks like Joe Flacco ran Cleveland Browns. How are you feeling about it? To be honest with you, I, I'm kind of just curious to see how Flacco is going to look. I mean, obviously, we're not getting fucking elite Ravens Joe Flacco, but. From the quarterback play we've gotten the last couple of weeks, I really don't think it can get much worse. At least last week, that was just horrific. But um, it's going to be tough. I think Miles Garrett, they're saying uh, he's he wants to play, but apparently there is structural damage there. So, Yeah, we were talking with uh, Shark. If I don't know if he's in the comments or not, but we were talking with Shark uh, about it on uh, Monday that you're probably better off just resting Miles yeah. for one week. At this point, you're not, winning, you're not winning nothing with fucking... Joe Flacco, DTR, PJ Walkers, they're not winning nothing. So uh, I'm going to re reluctantly, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Yeah, I'm going to as well. The Rams are three and a half point favorites, although Cooper Cup has been, you know, missing. I don't know what the hell's going on, but Ky uh, Kyron Williams really stepped up when needed. Stop giving yeah. us your money. I love you, father. Thanks, Bob. We, we both you, got the Rams in that you. one here. Robbie, and what is going to be the game of the week? San Francisco 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm thankful that this isn't the Sunday night game, and I'll be able to stay up for this whole game. The rematch well, of the are, NFC Championship game. I was just going to say, we very well could field. be looking at a future NFC Championship game here, too. So In the same field in Philadelphia. Now Philly did it. They got their revenge against the Chiefs last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Last on, week. Last on, week was the so best. So on my uh, on my list here, I have the San Fran 49ers taking down the Eagles. I'm I'm going to switch that pick right now, Robbie. I'm going to I'm going to take the Eagles to beat the San Francisco 49ers this week. Well, the Eagles are three three point underdogs in their home turf, and I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. You know they came so close multiple times again that second loss in the season and I think Eagle fans would be okay with this being their second loss because I 16 and 1 to end the season you know you at some point there's got to be that second loss the Niners are flying high the Eagles yeah. are kind of like battling I'm going to go with the 49ers also we should point out uh I'm I'm pretty sure I saw this stat on Twitter I think this is the first team in NFL history to be 10 and 1 and be a home underdog probably yeah, I could see so, that. That's some food for thought right there. Two more games in the NFL. 
Next one on the list here, Sunday night football. We have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Green Bay Packers. Packers are fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, but I think they're going to take a little bit of hit in that category this week, Robbie, because I think the Chiefs are going to take them down quite easily on Sunday night football. Yeah, you know, Packers had a 44% chance heading into this week of making the playoffs, and when they lose, there's going to be a lot of cheeseheads just screaming out, No! Sorry, you're not going to be able to win this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are winning on the road. I, I agree 100%, but I also think if you are a, uh, a fan of the Packers, this has been a pretty successful season for you guys so far. I mean, I don't think anyone really expected you to be in some sort of hunt first season with Jordan Love, so not what? terrible so far for him. What? Uh, the Monday night football game, Robbie, what should have been an absolute duel between two first overall pick quarterbacks. Now, unfortunately, might be a bit of a slaughter. No Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals facing the Jacksonville Jaguars ran by Trevor Lawrence, who has really found his stride last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I do not see this game going any other way besides Jacksonville's. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah, Jags are eight and a half point favorites at home. Um, I wonder when's the last time the Jaguars played a Monday night football game. Jesus Christ. Um, T. Higgins is going to play for all you fantasy owners, but I'll tell you what, outside of Jamar Chase, I don't think I would play Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins, maybe not even Joe Mixon. Um, it's rough goings for fantasy football this yeah. year, obviously, especially if you took people like Garrett Wilson, T. Higgins in the second round. Um, yeah, Jaguars are going to win this game convincingly at home. Yeah, that injury to Joe Burrow really was the, uh, I think I saw the updated odds to make the playoffs. I think they have the Bengals at a 1.2% to yeah. make the playoffs now. Well, so Zach Taylor's record without Joe Burrow is absolutely dog shit. And Zachary, while we're going live right now, I forgot to place my bet of the Brooklyn Nets who are facing the Charlotte Hornets and no LaMelo Ball and their eight-point favorites. And uh, I'm going to take the Nets minus eight. Not a bad pick right there, Robbie. Not a bad pick right there. Well, that uh, that wraps up the NFL talk here. Uh you know, Robbie, I think real quick, in about two minutes or less, I'm going to go through the very small amount of NHL news that we have to uh, to provide for our lovely fans here. Do you want me to see if we have the SpongeBob song on Blurp? Please, for the love of God, no. What? You love that song. Well, while Robbie is trying to find that, uh, the big news this week in the NHL, like I said on Sorry, Monday's podcast, don't. that the news was coming, that Patrick Kane was nearing a decision. I think he kind of surprised some people with the team he chose, Robbie. He ended up choosing a one-year deal with the Detroit Red Wings, reuniting him with Alex Dabrinkat. Um, I mean, it, it didn't make much sense to me when I first saw it, but I looked at the standings. Detroit's actually there, very much in the hunt right now. They're actually above the Leafs, I'm pretty sure, right now. So they're scoring. It's, it's a young team. It's it's a weird team, but I guess you get a guy like uh, Patrick Kane in there, hopefully healthy, could be a very big boost for him, so... Have to wait and see. I believe he's making his debut, they said, in like seven to ten days. So this time next week, we very well could be seeing Mr. Patrick Kane in a Detroit Red Wings uniform. Sounds very true. Uh, next on the list here, we have uh, the news about Corey Perry. Uh, I think me and Robbie were reluctant to talk about this on Monday because of all the shit circulating around Twitter that Corey Perry had banged Connor Bedard's mom on the mom's trip and all this. Like, it was ridiculous what was going on, on Twitter, so... Uh, he ended up getting bought out of his contract, so he's now a free agent. I don't think any team's going to pick him up. They basically didn't come out and say what he did, but uh, they pretty much confirmed that it wasn't anything to do with any of the guy's moms on the team. And real quickly, I would like to read out Corey Perry's statement he released four hours ago. 
I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I would also like to apologize to my fans and family. I'm embarrassed and I've let you all down. As a result of my actions, there has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact that this has had on others. And I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected. And I'm sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. So I guess, I mean, I don't think we're ever really going to figure out what exactly happened, but he obviously did something wrong. If I was a guessing man, Robbie, I think he probably porked one of the ladies that works in the Chicago organization. That's my guess, but. What did he say? I said, I believe he delivered a Corey Perry cream pie to one of these Chicago Blackhawks workers. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't see any team picking him up. I think his uh, his season and possibly career might be done because of this. But hey, the guy's won a Stanley Cup. I mean, he's kind of won everything you want to win. So yeah, maybe. Do you think he did this to get out of Chicago potentially? <laughs> I don't know because he was actually doing not too bad this year. I think it was a it was a bad mistake he made, and whatever he did, I'm sure he's uh, feeling the repercussions for it. Uh, and last. <laughs> Last but not least on the hockey news this week, folks, uh, Brock Besser, forward of the Vancouver Canucks in, I think, like 60-something games played last year. He had 17 goals, a very, very down year for him. I believe we're like 22 to 25 games in the season so far, and he has already matched his goal total from last season. He is on fire this year. Uh, I know he was dealing with the death of his father last year, so you can just assume that was probably playing a lot of uh, emotions going on in his head, really bringing him down. So. Mm-hmm. It's good to see him have a big bounce back like this. And also, before we, more hockey news that happened today, actually, speaking of Vancouver Canucks, they have traded for the Calgary Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov, the guy that I wanted the Leafs to trade, for a fifth-round pick in two, 2026 and a third-round pick in 2028. So, Hold very, up. Wait very, a minute. Really? Yeah, like a very cheap price. I mean, I thought for sure he would have went for a little bit more, but... Wow. Wow. And that's it for the hockey news, Robbie. That was a lot. That's it for the hockey news. For the short amount of news you did, it was very entertaining. It was very good. Thank you, sir. That's what I do, baby. That's what I do. That is what I do. All right, Robbie, we got some NBA, MLB, and a little bit of NCAA. What do you want to get into here? Should we right into NBA here? Because we got a big chunk of NBA. Yeah, we got a big chunk of NBA. Let's go through it. All right. Starting off, the first big news for the NBA Jamal Murray makes his long awaited return to the basketball court this season. I believe that was his first game he played, right? Um, I believe so. First game back, yes. Since the last time, no. He, since he dealt with the injury, I believe you're correct. I mean, this Nuggets team was already just firing in all cylinders. You get that guy back in the lineup, this is going to be a yeah, scary they were, team to they play. They were firing in all cylinders with even fucking uh, uh, Reggie Jackson playing. There was a game where Reggie Jackson had like 35 points. Insane. Insane. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, this is going to be a scary Denver Nuggets team to be playing here. Uh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. Very um, in, I guess uh, the only way to word this is in awkward news here. Um, I don't know if me and Robbie made any comments about the Josh Giddy situation on Monday's show because we really don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, and we're not going to be re- we're not making any speculation as to what's happening. But the only thing I would like to say is the the lady that's a part of all this. Um, apparently, her family and her are refusing to help police out for this one. So, kind of weird. You know, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. 
I look at it this way, Robbie, uh, like I was telling you earlier, if if he was able to still play in that game after all this came out, I maybe he's confident that nothing's going to come out. Uh, I was doing some research, and in Oklahoma City, the age of consent is 16. So technically, if this girl was 16, I know it's fucked up and disgusting, but technically he didn't do anything legally wrong, but it's going to put a bit of a damper on his image if this is true. So we'll have to wait and find out. We're not doing any fake news reporting here. We have no idea what's going on. We're just reporting what we know. I ain't which reporting is shit. I'm staying the f- fuck away from that. I'm Time to move it. on to a absolute dumpster fire. I'm just thinking The Detroit Pistons. Oh, boy. 15 games in a row in the loss column this season. I can't remember. Do you have that tweet for their record the last 82 games? Were you able to find that? I could tell you in the year 2023. The, the tweet that I had since the year starting 2023. The Pistons have eight wins, I believe, in this new season compared to ten wins from the Detroit Lions. Wow. So it, it's been very rough for Detroit. Absolutely oh, yeah. rough. And I bet you half of those wins they have have come against the Raptors. It's... It, I... <sighs> I didn't expect them obviously to be good. I think I had them last. Let me check my notes here. I think I had them coming in last in the Eastern Conference. I think it was it was between them or Washington for both of us, I'm pretty sure. Eastern Conference. I had them last in Washington at 14. Yeah. You could bring in Monty Williams, but like the assets that they brought in, there were two different guys they brought in, one of them being Joe Harris. Welcome they Blue. haven't made any impact for that team whatsoever. And oh, Yippie Kai, they get Boyan Bogdanovich back. Did you know that there was a contender last year that offered them Two first-round picks for Boyan Bogdanovich. And they said no. And they said no. So Jesus Michael Jordan Christ. will talk to the Pistons. Go ahead, Michael. Talk to him. Stop it. Get some help. Because you need it. But the thing well, with I mean, the they Pistons, got a, the they with got the a Pistons, championship caliber team right there, man. The, 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 the thing with the Pistons, Zachary? You can't handle the truth. They can't. Shark, what's happening, brother? Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are we today? Shark, you missed all the NFL talk, brother. You missed all the NFL talk, unfortunately. So I hope you're a basketball guy. Shark, Um, um, if you got Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just put in the sports cave and you can listen to the podcast. You can hear us talking about the Browns, amongst other things, bud. Or you could always rewatch it back here too. While you're here, Shark, I want to hear your opinion. You uh, you excited? You a little bit nervous for Joe Flacco? What's what's going on here in Browns world? Because I'm uh, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I'll tell you what, Flacco obviously isn't what he once was. Obviously, even at his very best, he was good. He wasn't anything great. But he can manage the game. He can read the defense. He's been there in big moments before. So that's something that Cleveland leads. And let's not forget that he had his biggest moment last year in Cleveland with the Jets. Yeah. So it, it, obviously the guy, I mean, we're not going to get prime Joe Flacco, like I said earlier, but the guy still has some sort of game to him. And for Pocket composure, if you're looking at between him, fucking rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson, or XFL legend fucking P.J. Walker, I think they're making the smart move with uh, with going. Well, actually, they haven't announced that, that Flacco will be the starter. I think if DTR is good to go, they will go with him, but I think the smart move will be playing Joe in this one. See what he's got. I mean, if Joe Flacco finds a way to beat Matthew Stafford, we're all going to be saying this. Oh, look at him joke! <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Stafford you got your dick. that fucking choke. 
Well, Robbie, I guess we'll uh, we'll continue on with the basketball news here. Uh, we just talked about the Detroit Pistons being a dumpster fire. Uh, next on the list here, Robbie, we have a we have a big sale. We have a to sale announce in the NBA. Uh oh, Mark Cuban, who purchased the Dallas Mavericks for I believe two hundred and like fifty five or two hundred eighty five million dollars back in like oh four oh three whatever it was early two thousands late nineties yes. Yeah, has just sold his majority stake for $3.5 billion. Um, shit ton of money. I, I'm pretty sure I read correctly that uh, he's still like going to maintain like the, not the ownership role, but he's still going to have some sort of role he's, with the team. He's going to basically have like what Dana White has with the UFC. Yeah, so exactly. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's a better way to put it, uh, right? But yeah, I get, as I was telling you earlier, I think Mark he must he must be slowing down here because I this week too he left Shark Tank that show he's been on for fucking 13, 14 years, sold the Mavs, so he he's going to be enjoying retirement. I think Mr. Cuban and good on you. Shark says he has knowledge; he can read defense. The defense is not going to be able to fool him like they can with DTR and PJ, even Deshaun Watson. They are all young, but Flacco is a pocket passer, and the Browns' O line is okay. And it'd be a lot better if they had Jack Conklin, but unfortunately, like he said, it's okay. It's better than a lot of other offensive lines. I think they're missing three starters on the offensive line right now. Two for sure, because they're missing Jedrick Willis and Jack Conklin. Conklin. I'm pretty sure there might be another one. Potentially, but um, back to the NBA here with the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, Mark Cuban is one of the more respected owners in all of the NBA. He was the first one to initiate the retiring of the number 8 and number 24 jerseys for when Kobe Bryant passed away. Um, He's just... He's just... He did a good thing for uh, the NBA. He's just a great owner overall. Like he still has the majority stakes, I believe. Like he's still like the majority owner of the Mavericks, but he did sell a lot of stakes out. Well, how how much is that fucking team worth? If he sold for three point five billion, probably about a million, uh, one point five billion more. Yeah, well, then he wouldn't have majority then if he sold three point five of his stakes. How much? Oh, I spelled ho. How much? Is the Mavs worth? I'm gonna say, I think you're. I'm gonna say four point five billion. Um, according to most recent Forbes list, the Dallas Mavericks are eighth most valuable franchise in the NBA. Team is worth three point three billion, up from over two point wow. seven billion in twenty twenty one and two point four in twenty twenty. But who knows? Maybe the you got to remember they brought in Kyrie Irving too, so maybe the from when they put that out there, it probably raced up a little more. You know what I mean? You got Kyrie and Luke in the same team. And Bob is saying that he uh, he did this because he wants to build a casino and put a basketball arena there in Dallas. Bob, is it all you think about is Dallas, isn't it, Bob? It's all just Dallas in his head. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised that he moved to Florida and he didn't move near Dallas. I really am surprised. Well, I guess they do have pretty similar weather. Yeah, I heard you. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that is Mr. Mark Cuban making that sale here, Robbie. A few more things on the NBA list here. We have a few injuries to report. Lamelo Ball looks like he reaggravated that leg or that ankle that he got surgery on last season. He's expected to miss extended time. I believe they said he avoided the worst of it, but it's probably going to be a I'm going to say a lengthy recovery. I'm going, to, I'm going to say four to six weeks would be my guess, somewhere maybe along longer. that time. Like maybe, pop, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, Joe Harris um, had an ankle injury when um, the Nets were at their peak, and it was supposed to be four to six weeks, and it was nearly the whole season. 
Well, if, if it's a high ankle sprain, dude, they, I don't even know how they have a timeline for that injury because it's so different for every single player. Right. Um, but yeah, tough break for the Hornets. I mean, they weren't going to do nothing this year anyways, but uh, tough break for them. Another real tough break for a team well, that has a chance of winning. That? Can I counter that? Because it's clear and evident that the Hornets are a significantly better team when they have both LaMelo and Miles Bridges. Yeah. Like, as but much what, of as an asshole as Miles Bridges is... I was going to say, one of them keeps getting injured, player. and one of them keeps beating his wife. So, I mean, there's they, they got to stay healthy and stay fucking legal. Right. I I don't know if Miles and Mikel are brothers. I'm going to let you know right now. I think I searched it up. I don't think are they Miles are. Miles and Mikel Bridges brothers. She didn't fucking listen to anything I fucking said. I hit the fucking microphone button, and what did it do? Nothing! Dumb cunt, Siri. It's still not fucking working. What a fucking slut, Siri. Go on, Zach. I'm not even going to bother anymore. I'm mad. Well, the, uh, another injury to report here, uh, Mr. Plouffe, Kristaps Porzingis. We know he's dealt with injury problems in his uh, past. Um, I mean, I guess if you're a Boston Celtics fan, it's not like the worst guy to get injured on your team because your team is incredibly deep, but it's definitely a piece you want in that lineup night in, night out. So we'll have to wait and see what's happening. I don't know. What, what did he injure Porzingis? What's going on with him? Is it- uh, I'll let you know in a second. I just got to look at my fantasy notes here because it's on my fantasy team. And you know what? When the trade happened, I think that Celtics fans were aware of this. They knew what they were getting Good themselves point. into. Um, calf injury. Left calf strain. Hmm. Um, on Sunday, it said, we'll miss multiple games. Um, he'll be reevaluated after a week or so. Porzingis left the game to the Magic, was ruled out for Sunday's game versus the Hawks after undergoing an MRI. The injury is not expected to be a long-term issue, but the sharpshooting big man will lose a few games. Mazzala's one-week timeline would put Porzingis on track to return for the knockout rounds of the in-season tournament, which starts Monday, December 4th. Bam, bam, bam. Chicken so, I mean, not that long, I guess. Not that long for him. He'll, he'll make a little bit of a... Early comeback here. Yeah, but there's um, I don't know if you wrote this down in the notes, but there's another injury to be talked about, and that is one and only Chris Paul. Oh, I didn't even know he got injured. Yep, Chris Paul has a calf injury, um, and Gary Payton also suffered, um, or, or Gary Payton has a calf injury, and CP3 has a leg injury. So the Warriors are going through right now, and you know what I wanted to find? I wanted to find Clay Thompson's uh, comments on Steve Kerr, but Zach, um, I don't know if you want to touch base on the whole. Chris Paul or Porzingis thing, or if you want to move on to the next topic, but I'm, I am going to find this video of what Clay Thompson said about um, Steve Kerr. Well, while you're doing that, I, uh, I will move on to the next one here. We'll get back to that right when you get that video up. Uh, next on our list here, Robbie, we have uh, Zach Levine trade rumors are just circulating everywhere right now. I, I know we were talking about this before, about uh, whether we think he's going to get traded at the deadline, before the deadline. I think at this point, this trade is it, it's coming soon. I think he's going to be a Los Angeles Laker. If I was a guessing man, that's the team I think that would make the push for him. Um, I don't know if the Lakers are necessarily going to push for Zach Levine. And I, like I said, I think the only team that would be better with his presence would be the Denver Nuggets. Um, Zach Levine controls the ball in Chicago. The problem is they should have never really brought in DeMar DeRozan. I'm not saying he's the problem, but he's damn sure not the reason why Solution. your team is going to get better. And again, yeah. we know that Lonzo Ball's hurt, but their starting line consists of a bunch of people need to touch the ball. That's what their games are based off of. Zach Levine, 
DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and when they drafted Kobe, Kobe White, it's the same thing. He's supposed to be an elite scorer. So you have four elite scorers, and Patrick Williams, who's an all-around player, but you don't have one person facilitating the offense. And their backup point guard is Alex Caruso. Yeah. Like, it's so backwards in Chicago. I don't understand. I think I said it before the season started that maybe you should have just brought in Ricky Rubio and called it a day. But, Zach, I think I found the correct Clay Thompson video. Would you like to hear it? Yes, sir. Put that sucker up there. All right, folks. I could be wrong, but even if you do listen to this video, I got some things to say about Clay. Kirk talks a lot about believing in his guys, especially the starting lineup, won championship not too long ago, having patience, letting guys kind of, you know, find their game. How aware are you of that kind of patience and, or, and it, how much, do, you know, do you value it? Hmm. What do you, you want me to bench me? No, no, no. It's like that's you want to bench some... wigs? <laughs> you want I don't think us? I said that. Okay. I mean, you can suggest it. It's fine. But, I mean... Thanks, Steve, I guess. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you earn these things like patience and time to find yourself. And I think history will uh, is on our side when it comes to that stuff. You say that. Do you, Have you heard people say that? or is, No, is, I don't care what people say. Like, well, they don't do clearly they you do. do. They can't do what they do. That's why they talk. Why would I? Like, come on. I don't care what people say at this point in my life. Next question. Is it me that, or like has Zach Levine or not excuse me, Zach Levine? We were talking about Zach Levine. Clay Thompson at one point, I was a big Clay Thompson fan. And the NBA finals when him and KD both got hurt, I felt fucking I'm not even a Warriors fan. And it hit me because it's like him and Steph are like the heart and soul of Golden State. But like Clay Thompson has turned into the biggest douchebag. You should be benched. You're sh I got to load up his numbers, Zach. He he's shooting like a career worse in every yeah. category. I'm almost I'm almost certain since like he started like, let's go. We got the numbers right here. Okay. Last year, Clay Thompson averaged 21 points per game. Get the fuck out of here. Closing. Please close. Thank you. Last year, he averaged 21 points per game, 88% from the free throw line. 41% from three, 44% from the field this year. 15.3 points per game, a drop-off of 6.6 .6 points per game. Damn. 87% from the free throw line, which isn't bad. 40% from the field. 36% from three. The guy who was at one point arguably better than the th better three point shooter than yeah. Steph Curry. People make the argument. We're talking about a guy that got sixty points with eleven dribbles one game back in the day, and he and he's shooting thirty six percent from three. And here's the problem, Zach: the Warriors are never going to be able to build off the future if they keep having their young guys like Jonathan Kaminga coming off of the bench. Jordan Poole arguably should have been the starter last year. Clay Thompson. Injuries happen, man, and we've seen it ruin yeah. some of your teammates. DeMarcus Cousins was never the same. You're still very good, but this narrative that you're worth $30, $40 million? No. Yeah, that ship has sailed, my friend. I'm it sorry. And, I, and, like, you've made your money. But I will say this. about I mean, obviously, that wasn't those comments definitely don't do, any, don't, yeah, don't do him any justice, but you got to think about the mental 
struggle this guy's gone through the last two, three seasons with all those injuries, coming back, getting injured again, coming back, getting injured again. That's going to take a toll on you. I mean, obviously, he probably gets these questions asked all the time, too. I think that was just the one clip where he's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go back at this guy. Maybe, Shark, maybe. if he's worth 30 mil, I think you're worth like 64 million, buddy. Okay. You're really sucking up Heard. Shark pretty good. It's because you're both Browns fans. First of all, I'm not sucking anybody off. Okay. I'm uh, talking to our, our new fan over here, yeah, Mr. No, Shark. Okay? Shark. Shark is a very good fan. Shark, oh, if you got any buddies, tell them to come in and join us, bro. They enjoy that. They probably enjoy us. Um, well, speaking of uh, coming, Chandler Jones did not ejaculate, but um, he did, in fact, uh, dump his. Actually, this was a football news I forgot to bring up. Sorry about that. Uh, pulled out that big old BBC on Instagram Live for all of his followers to see. Bruh. So uh, that that guy's going through it right now. We're not going to talk Bruh. about his uh his private area, but. Uh, what the fuck is going on with that guy? Uh, back to basketball news. We actually only have one more thing on our little list to talk about here, Robbie, and it is the stat that I saw about LeBron James and the entire Detroit Pistons basketball team. I have the screenshot here, so I will pull this up. Uh, now, obviously, we know Detroit is not a good team whatsoever. Oh, what the fuck's my phone doing this year? Jesus Christ. One second. Okay, LeBron James in his career. Oh, my bad. Did not screenshot the right one. <laughs> Anyways, I think I know the one off my head. LeBron James in his I, I career has more points, more assists, more blocks, more rebounds, and I want to say more steals than every single player on the Detroit Pistons roster combined. Okay, so this is including LeBron's regular and postseason. LeBron has 47,126 points to the Entire Pistons roster, 42,383. He has less rebounds. He has 13,352 to the Pistons, 14,725. He has 12,557 assists to their 7,909. He has 2,682 steals to their 2,296. And he has 1,356 blocks to the 1,174. So he's outdone in the rebound category. I mean, still pretty impressive. Uh, Isaiah, welcome. Robbie is no longer mad at you anymore. He was. Uh, yes, I am. He was he supposed was... to be here for the start of the show. Well, you know what? But I'm going to give him a pass he, because he we made had it. Some technical difficulties. So, Zay, all that matters is you're here, buddy. You're here. That's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, Isaiah, that's a pretty Zach crazy stat. The Seahawks I mean. to win over the Cowboys. Uh, definitely did not do that. Well, you'll definitely have to listen to the podcast as well as everybody else. You'll have to listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty crazy fucking... I obviously know that LeBron's been around for so many years. You have one more LeBron stat. I would uh, say that is not true. You're listening to fucking Robbie over here, for Christ's sakes. Um, another LeBron stat here, Robbie. Players playing in their 21st seasons, averaging points per game here. Uh, LeBron is now first place. Uh, I'm going to read second place on this list is Vince Carter, who averaged 7.4 points per game in his 21st season. Not bad after playing for 21 years. LeBron is averaging 25.1 points in his 21st season. I mean, the guy is a freak. He's a freak. Yep. Absolute freak. And I know how much Robbie loves LeBron, so we won't, nope. uh, we won't, we won't keep going on about him, but uh, got to give credit where credit's due. Sure. 
And year that, 21, uh, year 21, year 21. If I got to see one more year 21 points, he's going to become the 21st reason why. It's What he's doing is unprecedented. Who gives a shit with that guy? He's a jackass. Oh, my God. Chat, is LeBron James a jackass? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Zay, I know, you are, I know you're a LeBron guy. I think LeBron gave him some of his fucking jumbo balls. Jesus Christ. Well, Robbie, we have a little bit of ML. Thank you very much, Isaiah. Thank you very much. We have a little bit of MLB news to report, Robbie, and I'm going to let you take the stand on this one because I know the top news is uh, it hit home to you. It hey, hit home yo. to you, Robbie. I reckon it did. Hold on. I got to find the right one. Hey, yo, what the fuck? That's pretty good. That was in reference to LeBron and Isaiah Jumbo Balls. Anyways, okay, here we go. I'm ready. So no, I, I want you to take the stand on this one. I want you to uh, announce the, the big move that happened in MLB, and I want to hear your Why? true feelings on it. Why? Why do you have to make me announce? You announce everything, but then when it's about to hurt my heart and hurt my, my reputation towards him, you want me to say it? You want me to fucking say it? I'll say yeah. it. First. Let me find the, uh... you know, I love this thing, Zach. Where, where is it? Beer open. Okay. Three out of the four left of the Baby Bombers, which was once was Greg Berg, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, and Aaron Judge, and all that remains is Aaron Judge. Luis Severino did agree to go to a New York team, but they're in Queens. Luis Severino is going to be a New York man on a one-year $13 million deal on Zach. I knew it was going to happen. I knew the Yankees weren't going to bring him back, and they can't, especially for $13 million. That's fucking absurd. Yeah. But it sucks. And for him to go into the other side of the bridge, I see Yankee fans like, oh, I'm going to support him. I'm going to root for him. But fuck that. The second you go to the Mets, the second you go to the Red Sox, the second you go to the Astros, I'm never rooting for you. I will always root against you. They be like, "Oh, Luis Severino threw a two-hit complete game shutout, 13 strikeouts. It looks like he's back." You know what I'll say to that? Fuck you. You went mm. to the other side. What do you think Jared Carabas did when the news came out before Josh Donaldson even knew that he's going to be a New York Yankee? He called up Josh Donaldson without Donaldson knowing. He told him, "Go fuck yourself." You know what I mean? Like, the second you go to the enemy, yeah, I'm you can't cheer for that for guy anymore. I'm not rooting for Severino. I'll say, best of luck, and maybe you find it. But what I think the Mets did here, number one, isn't going to make their team better, and number two, it's Sevy's last shot. Yeah, he does have to. A one-year deal is always tough because that is like that's a straight prove yourself year right, right. there. And, and, the guys... and, not for, and not for nothing, Zach. He's not he's not gonna make a difference. And ever since 2017, he's been consistently dealing with a shoulder injury. So when the time comes, he will get hurt. And once again, Mets fans will be like, well, here we go again. And it's just another thing for the Mets. Let's bring back a, a guy that played for the Yankees that's not what he once was. Adam Alavito, Dellen Patanzas, Gary Sanchez, Starling. Oh no, they never brought in Starling Castro, but who's next? Well, Bob has some choice words there. I hope 
Seve chokes while sucking on Alec Manea's. I think he meant to say cock, but he said cuck, which, I mean, I think that word describes Bob to a T right there. Let me see if I can find a, a sound effect for that. Oh, fuck it. Holy phallic doodle like a limp, wet noodle. That's the closest thing I've well, seen to cockadoodle. That was a... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. You want to hear this one? I love cooking so much. I also love fat cock up my ass. <laughs> well, there we go, guys. It's a family podcast over here if you haven't figured that one out. No, we are definitely not. Uh, but, yeah, as Robbie did say, uh, the Yankees are parting ways with Luis Severino. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's spent his entire MLB career there. Can't believe I so it'll be that. tough for Yankees fans, but it, I think it's also it could be a good change for him too. You know, get a new fresh body in there, see what's happening in that rotation. I just don't, uh, I I don't think it's going to make a difference for the Mets. Um, and then right after they're like the Mets, I'm hearing are working on another move, and you know, there's so many different things out there, and it's the New York Mets are signing Joey Wendell. Oh yeah, that's what Mets fans are hoping for. <laughs> Big move there. Great Big move. move. Um, I got one more thing in our baseball list here, Robbie. I've never seen a contract like this for a 19-year-old kid who has never played a pro game in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Brewers are nearing an eight-year, $80 million contract with the number two prospect in all of baseball right now, Jackson Chorullo. Chor- Chorullo. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah, say yeah. that. We'll, we'll find out eventually. No offense, Mr. Jackson. No offense. $80 million bucks for a guy that's never played a second of MLB baseball. Is yeah. that is that not a little bit ridiculous? No, because that's what the Arizona Diamondbacks literally did last year with Corbin Carroll. Well, I guess it worked out pretty well for them. It did work out pretty well for them, and the young man's going to make $10 million for the next eight years. The Braves have been kind of finagling this with all their players outside of Austin Riley because he got a decent amount of change, but Acuna's playing on a, uh, a very cheap contract. Ozzy Albies is playing on a very cheap contract. So, um, And, and, and here's, here's where... The big market teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox, and now you can even throw the Blue Jays into the equation. This is where it fucks them because they always wait for those young guys that play for those shady teams, and it's their time to get out, and they go snag them. Well, the Dimebacks did with Corbin Carroll. The Brewers did it right now. The Braves have been doing it. Like, it's hard to snag Yeah, lock them up while they're young and cheap. So, like, when all these veteran guys come out, that's all you got. So, like... The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, even like I know you, I know you guys still have Bo and Vlad uh, for well, your did young you, core. Did you hear the news that did you hear the news that came out this week? Oh, I did. They're taking trade calls for both Bo and Vlad. So really? I mean, obviously, I can't see him moving moving them both, but I think it might not be a bad idea to move one of them. Who would you move? Honestly. Probably Vlad, because I think you'd get a little bit more for him, and his defense has been literally atrocious the last two seasons. How come you haven't found Vlad and just start like feeding some Timmy's or some McDonald's or some Taco Bell or Burger King? Well, I, I'm I'm all for bringing back Flat Vlad, Fat Vlad, because flat we need some goddamn Vlad. hits you in heard this it guy. Here first, he wants him flat. He wants him skinny. Flat Vlad. Well, I don't think he's ever going to be skinny, but uh, put on some weight here, buddy. Come on. Yeah, Let's fucking hammer some balls next year. I, I, I think he's eventually going to. But I don't think they're going to move him at the end of the day. I think they just want to see what the market's look like. But speaking of trades, the Yankees didn't hesitate one second to call up the San Diego Padres and see what it's going to look like to get Juan Soto. Zach, you know how crazy I've been about saying they need to get Soto at all costs? 
I'm going to retract it for only this reason. Obviously, I'm not saying they they shouldn't go get Juan Soto, but at all costs, I'm not going to put it at all costs anymore. I'm going to yeah. put it at they should trade for Juan Soto. But at what cost? Because now it's been reported that Juan Soto really wants to enter free agency. So if the Yankees have to trade away, I've seen packages that were like Dominguez, Clark Schmidt, and Michael King to bring in Juan Soto. No. I'm telling you right now, Volpe and Dominguez, for me, are untouchable. Everyone is up for grabs. But if he wants to test free agency to see where the market's at, I don't All know. All the power if, to you? I don't, I don't know if I trade for him. If the Padres, I mean, if, if the Padres are going to be that high for like what they want in return, I don't know if I do it because I'd rather just take my chance and try Try to get Bellinger for a low cost or bring in Kevin Kiermeyer or Harrison Bader again and just rock out. I mean, they're not going to have Dominguez until July or August. Estevan Floreal is young. Give him his shot. Everson Prayer is young. Give him his shot. Go young. See what happens. Josh, giddy style. And then me. Oh, whoa. 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 What is wrong with you? What? Hey, yo. Josh Giddy style? Hey, so you're no. young. No! 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 That's what Josh Giddy should have said to that 16-year-old, Robbie, is what he should have said. Three hours later. That's what she said. I also would like to point out, Robbie, I'm going to have to leave you in probably about two minutes. We're basically almost done anyways. Um, all I'm trying to say is Juan Soto, I want him, but at a reasonable cost. And if he's not going to sign a contract extension, if he gets traded over, then I don't know if I'd risk it. Not to mention, too, I wouldn't sign Juan Soto for Aaron Judge money. Yeah, you know he's going to get a very hefty contract. So yeah, they, the it would be, yeah. Afford, the Yankees can't afford that. They can't. They can, but they can't. They don't want to go over the luxury tax. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But if they can get Bellinger for twenty something million dollars or twenty five mil, all in. Is that all I got for baseball, Zach? That is all I got for baseball. We had a little bit of NCAA stuff to oh, talk yes, about. Oh yes, we do. We 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 have to. We have to. Well, then you got to make it very quick because I got to leave my house in about four minutes. All right, folks. Let me just load up the NCAA here. Um, big matchup this Friday as. UConn faces probably their toughest test since the beginning of last year, even though they faced Alabama last year. They faced Gonzaga. Um, they got a tough matchup this Friday in Kansas. Um, the battle of the four and the five, and we'll see what happens, but that's going to be an entertaining game to watch. Duke goes down. They lose to Arkansas, better known as Arkansas, by a final score of 80-75, to 75, their second loss of the year. Their, second, mm. their first loss came off of ranked Arizona. North Carolina got off to a tremendous start in the first half. Tennessee tried bringing it back in the second half, but it was too late as North Carolina wins 100-92 at home. Uh, St. Joseph's takes down number 18-ranked Vill uh, Villanova. I don't know how Villanova was still ranked after they, they lost to, um, to Penn, Pennsylvania. I don't get it. I don't know why they were still ranked. I think that's stupid, but they were still ranked, and they'll probably drop out now. And number yeah, 14, Texas A&M loses on the road at Virginia. Bam. And before we go quickly, uh, 
all the NCAA uh, division championships are this weekend. So uh, I think the game of the weekend should be Friday night, Oregon against Washington. Yeah, and um, it's worth noting, FSU slide in at number four, Oregon's at number five, and Oregon and Washington face off. And you can imagine if Oregon um, Oregon wins, they will be in and Washington will be out. And on the road, Oregon are 10-point favorites. Very, very shocking. Very shocking there. Very shocking indeed. And then we got the SEC championship. Alabama versus Georgia. I'll be tuning into that game. You bet yep. your sweet tits I will be. And then Saturday, 8 o'clock, we have FSU versus Louisville. Um, Zachary, will Iowa score a point in the first half against Michigan? I don't know. For They're over or under for first half and second half points are literally at 0.5. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm going to assume that they could easily get a field goal, but they also got uh, shut out against Penn, Penn, uh, Penn State there. So go, go look at the comments, see who dad's rooting for. Let's go Bama beat Georgia. What the fuck? This guy's a Cowboys fan. He's a Yankees fan. He's a Bama fan. Bandwagoner. Bandwagoner for sure. All right. Zach's got to go, folks. Thank yep. you all for tuning Sorry, in today. Folks. Um, we're going to we're gonna be able to do a show as long as we want on Monday and next Thursday. We're live back again, Sharky, 6.30 on Monday. The computer will cooperate this time. Until that, Until then, folks, Zach, go to your fucking union meeting. Take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a fun episode to do. Sorry for rushing out on you folks. Uh, I got to head out Ashley right now, so I'm going to make this quick. Stay sexy, sports cake.